winter. Let's get both ties. And we're closing out January. Where um, I'm getting a little personal. But not just me. I'm also talking to a friend of mine. Because, well, Sam... I think Sam really loves podcasting here. <laughs> I do. Hello. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, honestly, he has a great voice. So one of these days, he's just going to, you know, start up his own podcast and probably uh, get more subscribers than me. And, you know, it's all your fault for not paying more attention to me. Gosh. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad. Um you enjoy my voice because sometimes I don't quite like when I hear it on playback, but talking in the moment, it's fine. So thank you. Well, but I appreciate you wanting to get my voice out there on occasion. (laughs) Well, you know, we, we've been doing the world podcast of Oz for some time and well, um, basically, when Sam suggested that he do a few more episodes, I thought, well, maybe we should take a step and talk about our stories, particular uh, stories, before we get out there a little more. Because, you know, um, basically, if you just start listening to Let's Get Both Ties, you don't really know who we are, really. So. Yeah, not as people. Yeah. We, you know, we just started, we kind of came in here, we started commenting on stuff, but okay, okay, that's cool. But, you know, who are we? You know, we and I, so... What um, were we made for? What were we made for? <laughs> Something like that. I, I, I don't think I'm quite as nearly as Billy Eilish, but, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not... Yeah. Okay. Well, um, my name is Jared Davis. I like to go by Jay. And um, Sam, you want to say your name? Yes, my name is Sam. And that's just it, Sam. Um, I mean, I do have a middle name and family name. But yeah, Sam is very nice and direct, short and sweet. Very much like Jay. It's easier to say Jay than Jared. You know, because I have a slight beach impediment where my R's sound more like was, like W's. So, yeah, I'm always up for whatever is more convenient and easier. Oh, great. Now you so, now yeah. it just make, makes it sound like I paid it to suit you with what I did. Mm-hmm. Aw, you're so sweet, Sarah. Thank you, you too. We, 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 uh, like, okay. Sam and I, we might not be romantic, but we honestly love each other, so... <laughs> Yeah. Actually, that's kind of why we're here, because um, you said, Jay, that we're talking a little more personally, and what's more personal than sexual orientation? Yeah, because that's... I I recently commented that basically sexual orientation is a very much a self-report thing that... um, no one else knows who it is, what it is except for you. Like, there might be ways you express yourself that might give clues, but honestly, there's people who break stereotypes, you know. There's flamboyant guys who are straight. There are extremely masculine gay men, so you, you never know. But sometimes... Things just happen. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because for a few years now, and I could be wrong, I could be in the minority in this or really behind, but a few years ago I realized that being gay isn't really something that has to do with how you talk. It has nothing to do with your voice, whether it sounds normal or nasally or anything like that. It has nothing to do with how you dress, how you act, or anything like that. But being gay or lesbian or pansexual or whatever is really more with who you are attracted to, or in some cases, the lack of attraction. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I wrong in saying that, or does it make sense? That's 
basically it. That's what sexual orientation is. That's why I say only you know. Like, um, for me, I... Like, you know, I... Guess I'm gonna have to kick off here. I have uh, a lot of brothers and sisters. Um, I guess I'm the only one who's openly anything other than straight. And I'm not gonna say I know anything about anyone else because even if I did, that's not my story to tell. I'm not here to gossip on someone else. I'm here just to share my story. <laughs> yeah, it's much better to actually speak for yourself as opposed to answering for other people or putting your words into somebody else's mouth. Yeah. And of course, um, my, my parents were straight. Um, and uh, we grew up in a pretty Christian home. So, you know, when the topic of homosexuality came up, it was more often just something on the radio. And I remember my mom... I once asked her what it was, and she says it's something really bad. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. So you can see there was a little bit of poisoning the well in me finding, eventually accepting myself going going in there. Um, do you have any that... counterpoints to that? or? Um, my, I guess, sexual orientation realization wasn't quite as straightforward. I mean, yes, when you're when I was young, I was very much the mainstream, I guess. You know, I was the middle child of two sisters. I was really keen on this girl in my primary school. I knew she was a little taller than me, but I didn't know she was a little older than me. And I imagined like growing up marrying her having kids by like 35 or something and um you know um after a while i mean i do know that that um relationship or whatever word you put it to was definitely more one-sided and it took me quite a few years quite a long time to eventually get her off my heart, out of my mind, and try to be maybe more open to other girls. And sometimes when I was working in <clears throat> retail, um, there would be another girl I was interested in, but it never really went any further. And I have also had my heart set on another girl who I went into um, graphic design with a few years ago in back in 2017 and i've still yet to take that further but um there was a period where i wasn't sure if i was going to have a girlfriend or anything like that because growing up in my family house with my two sisters there did come a point where i was kind of sick and tired and fed up of being surrounded by these girls who I was born into or born with but not really choosing to live with so I didn't quite have that distance to reflect and reconsider and I can't quite remember how I eventually thought could I be bisexual or anything like that because there was even a period where I was not attracted to anyone female or male and I sometimes was attracted to guys sometimes but only maybe in more of a shallow ooh I like his big muscles I like his height kind of way You're but being like I said, you said. <laughs> yes that was one of them um, I mean it's also because um uh, let's see. I oh, we'll have to backtrack a bit because now I've just lost my bit of train of thought. Where, um, yeah, okay. So I think I've remembered where, um, 
I was interested in having girlfriends, and that was more in the romantic aspect. But I think because I had my two sisters, I've always wanted a big brother. And my godfather, David, I've always considered him as my imaginary make-believe big brother. So I suppose that's where wanting some positive role model in my life as maybe compensation for what I didn't have. And yeah, like I do sometimes think about the difference of how I would have a relationship, which I mean, people often say that you should treat men and women the same, but I think there are times when you should treat men and women differently, and there are other times where you should treat them the same. But speaking for myself, and I apologize for this long tangent rant or whatever, but I would be more interested in girls romantically, and with some guys, I would probably be more interested compassionately with not quite as physical but still on a emotional level still be connected to both men and women on an emotional level but the difference of physicality um is hard to put into words but i hope i made sense of that i know it it, it can get a little tough to try to figure out your train of thought here because it, you try to people think stories can just go straight from A to B but sometimes when you try to think about it you realize some things just don't seem to make sense um, yeah and you know like we were a Catholic family and there came a point where my big sister decided she didn't want to go to mass and eventually I did go into that too because religion isn't always the best and um, you know when you grow up watching all of these Disney animated classics as good as they are they can be a false representation of life where it's fine to have dreams but there's a difference between waiting for something to happen and actually going out there and making it happen you don't suddenly go out into making films and being successful because you wish it and because you dream it, you actually have to go out and do something about it. You have to try and put yourself out there. You have to try and show your talents and some way get the world to notice you and to put yourself out there in a public but positive way that some people of authority will notice you and hopefully if they're the right agency, will allow other people and the public to see your talents. Well, it, it, I mean, I guess some of this is a little bit going other way, but it's basically that same way if you want to find a romantic partner. If you know you keep to yourself and don't go, ever go out or, or talk to other people, you're not really going to meet anyone. You're, you have to put yourself out there if you want to try to meet somebody and to, you know, share your life with or share your hobbies with or, you know. Um, we met, for example, because I made my own Oz website and started blogging. And basically, you just re reached out and said, hey, some of your interests basically jibe with mine. Yes, I remember the royal website of Oz. And I particularly remembered us connecting because I was asking questions about some of the Oz adaptations like the 8-minute anime and because you had a spare copy of the wonderful Galaxy of Oz DVD. <laughs> right? I remember you emailed me about that and said, that will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the issue of um, I wasn't using PayPal at the time and we were trying to figure out how to make this work. And you sent me a check oh, yeah. from Australia, and it would basically cost as much as the check was for to cash it. So yes, I basically the... wanted to send it to you for free, because I'm just like, whatever. 
Oh, yeah, the notorious difficulty of converting Australian dollars to US dollars online when it was early 2000s. 2006 at the latest. So. But thank goodness PayPal is so much easier to use now and much clearer to understand thanks to the dollar conversion, the notes, and all of that. Thank goodness. Oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, basically, I've learned a lot about um, shipping stuff overseas because I ship stuff to Sam every now and then. Been a while. <laughs> it's been a while, but okay, whatever. More, more often, if we um, buy a gift for each other, I'm more like, save yourself some money and get some pl buy it from some place that's actually um, in the same country and have them ship it directly to you. You might not be able to personalize it, but you'll save some money. And quite a bit, too. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes there's also the possibility of holding on to the package for who knows how long and then packing it with us when we go to OzCon and meet each other in person and hand it over in five seconds or less for free. <laughs> yeah, that is um, something we've done because um, Sam and I have met in person. We met in 2011, but um, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here because, well... Um, I think it was my brother's first wife who finally just told me being gay is when two men love each other. I'm like, okay, and that's bad how? <laughs> you know, she, you know, she's not a woman I look up to, um, but, uh, her way of kind of clashing with us did teach me some things. And as much as there's things I wish we hadn't gone with, there's some things that I wound up learning that I kind of need to learn. So, um, I, I, I can't speak much for a character, but, uh, she didn't play well. So, um, yeah, I, it was quite some time. I knew, I had feelings early on that I began to think, am I gay? And because I was still very active at church, I just tried to suppress it a lot. So... It wasn't really until I was 25 years old and then quit going to church that I was finally just like, yes, that's what I am. And we're just going to do this. I think you kind you. I remember when I finally wrote you about it and you wrote back, um, let's talk about identity here. Yeah, I mean... You, did you come out to me like you told me that you were gay in an email or? I think I sent you the blog I'd written up. Okay. And I was comforting and supportive of that, right? Because I can't imagine myself being, oh, that's not good. You were better than I was when it came to gay stuff, okay? Okay, good. <laughs> you were way better. Oh, great. I think because I indirectly became aware of it through, I think because I was prepared for it in an indirect way, you know, because I had seen Disney Sleeping Beauty and we know the three good fairies, but from a young age, when I saw Meriwether, when I saw Sophie from the animated BFG movie and some other live-action episode where this girl with short hair and glasses um, meets a boy, dances during the night, and is led back to her bedroom by the moonlight, as strange as that sounds. I thought that Meriwether and Sophie and whoever that other person was, was a boy. I mean, Meriwether doesn't quite look as old or as female as Flora and Meriwether, Sophie had short hair and wasn't your 
usual pretty girl. She had freckles. She had a sort of ambiguous face. So I think I wasn't completely shocked by the idea of gay or trans or cross-dressing or anything like that because I saw some unconventional women and I hope I'm not being offensive saying that description. I mean, there's... Basically, welcome to the latter part of the 20th century where people began to break out of um, the set societal roles they'd fallen into where if you weren't if you were anything other than straight you basically kept quiet and if you acted out at all you kept it as private and quiet as possible and you know, mm. and uh, if women were expected to have the place so it already started earlier but really women in the later part of the 20th century were really stepping out and expressing themselves in ways that were like, this is for me. This is not for me to find a man with. So. Yeah. And, of course, gay doesn't just apply to men. There's also women. There are lesbians. Yeah. Although, I kind of find the word lesbian a little harsh I kind of wish and hope that there comes a day where we don't have to say gay men, lesbian, where people can just say, this is my husband, or this is my wife, or, you know, you can say husband, wife, or non-binary partner without having to give them that specific label. I feel like it, when you say gay, lesbian, or certain nationality like black or Hispanic or something, it's kind of putting a spot on that extra detail that isn't really necessary. It's fine for like in a story perhaps where you need to really specify the text so that people can imagine the story unless you're being ambiguous so anyone can imagine anything anyway. But I think sometimes you sometimes can be a little more of a disservice by being specific about attraction or sexuality. It does feel a little... I know um, another friend of ours who's been on said he was mad about having to come out because none of his siblings had to do it. And he's like, this is just one thing about me. You guys know everything else about me. Why do I have to say this and carry this label just because I'm different? And I'm like, you're not wrong. So, I I, I can't tell him he's wrong because he's right. But, yeah. on the other hand... Because, what, what because that's doing? experience... Yeah. Because that's his experience, isn't it? Or their experience, if they're not quite male, but yeah. I mean, he, he identifies as male. Okay. I mean, I, I, because... I tell you who it is, but we're recording, so I, you know, want to get, uh, 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 you know, and he hasn't told we me. We want to be discreet. He, yeah. Uh, he, he probably, if I was talking to him about it, he probably would, would be open to say it, but, you know, like I said, I'm not here to dish on someone else. I'm talking about my thing. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about our sexual orientation and hopefully this will apply or be relatable to others who are listening. Yeah. Because I've sometimes wanted to talk about my individual sexuality for a while and I'm so glad that you sort of bit the bullet and took the time to actually make this a subject for now. Yeah. So, it's like, there was, there's some things that have in my past I don't really want to talk about and broadcast to everyone. You know, some things that happened, some stuff I had. 
some thoughts I had, but um, they don't need to be expressed publicly. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not sharing everything, but I want to get some other things out of my chest so people can get have an idea of who I am and where I'm coming from when I talk about stuff. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. And I mean, not everything has to be public knowledge. Not everything has to be widely... Not everything has to be public, and not everything has to be public. Ugh. Yeah. Did I just repeat that? Not you a- might have, but you know what? It happens when you're trying to figure your thoughts out like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, feel free to trim it out and trim it up a bit, but not everything has to be public. Some things need to be private and have to be kept secret, you know, for the peace of mind or for security and privacy, decency, common courtesy. There are lots of reasons why some things are more publicly common knowledge and other things are just more kept to themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, when when it comes to time for someone to write the Jared Davis biography in, uh, I don't know, 100 years or so, they might have trouble finding everything good. (laughs) Well, sometimes I did think about writing my own autobiography, and I could still do that someday. (laughs) Okay, but, um, yeah... You could, or, you know, memoir and write out just specific things you think you might like to share or however you would like to do with that. Yeah. But, yeah. um, I remember I once suggested to you that you might be bisexual. Oh, thank you. I want, I wondered when or how that came about. So, was that really the first time that it crossed your mind, or... Do not quite well, remember. It's, it's okay. Life can be complicated. Yes, life is complicated. And, you know, I always got the idea of something or how to do something before I knew that it had already existed or that there was already a word for it. You know, where there was some sort of special effect or term or whatever. But... I think you did help me to put it into words because you probably had more knowledge about it than I did. Yeah. <sighs> me, I came to it after I actually touched the guy's butt at work. <laughs> How, you touched the guy. Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did not do it intentionally. It was an accident and how it happened, but it felt nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I have kissed a girl, but it was really more of a friend who was a girl, and it was her birthday, so nothing really romantic there, no real stakes or anything significant, but, yeah. Yeah. But I... I won't lie... I have sometimes fantasized about kissing Hugh Jackman passionately or, you know, just romantically. Well, that's I mean, who one. doesn't? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I would say Ryan Reynolds definitely does, and he's probably, I don't know, what's gone behind the set of Deadpool 3. <laughs> I mean, if I was to kiss some other guy... Or if I was to have um, intercourse with somebody, it would have to be for the right reasons. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for those who are listening who love the Golden Girls, some of us are a bit of a blanche, and you know, she does like to be with men. But I think sometimes there has to be some sort of authentic intimacy. Yeah. Where Blanche, you know, where Blanche said. I can't just be intimate with anybody. And, you know, there has to be some meaning to it. Otherwise, it just blows apart and you forget whether it's Billy or Bob or Ben. Yeah. And, you know, it has to, 
if you, I mean, if I am going to have sex with someone, I want it to be because I feel like they're the one. I mean, I'm like I like you helped me realize I could be bisexual. Sometimes I do wish that there was some sort of um, official diagnosis, like when you go to a doctor's and they say what condition you have in skin or virus or autism and such. Um, and sometimes I do wish that you could have a similar diagnosis with your sexual orientation, but um, I mean, am I wrong in suggesting that? I think you're basically saying you wish it was just that easy to figure it out. Like, a, a, like you know, if there was some thing they could just test for and be like, okay, looks like your child is, ah, uh, is uh, right here on the scale. That means they're probably going to be bisexual or something like that. <laughs> but the thing is that there's... So far, there's really been really no way to tell. There's been theories about why some people are gay or whatever. And basically, I'm just like, I don't think we're actually going to know for a very long time exactly why. The important thing is we should encourage each other to live our best lives and um, do the best we can. Yeah. I mean, you helped me to realize that... I could be bisexual, and I'm fine with that because it's the best of both worlds, where you can be in a relationship with a guy or a girl, but even I don't think that I would want to be in a, what is it called, polyamorous relationship, where you're in a partner with more than one, where one person is in a relationship with a male and a female. That... I mean, that would be the term for it. Polyamorous is basically um, multiple people at once, which there's people yes. that it works for. But and it's that's not fine. We're, we're not judging yeah. anyone here. No, because we have a friend who is in that relationship, and it, that makes them happy. Wonderful. We're happy for But them. I don't... If, like, if I were in a relationship, I don't want to feel like I'm kind of double-dipping or semi-cheating even though that's not it I want to be committed to one person where it's easier to concentrate my love and affection with yeah for me I'm just like I have trouble with just connecting with one person at a time how am I going to do two or more yeah so so yeah um I would say, there was always a thing where people would say, you just haven't met the white girl yet. And I'm just like, um, I, do I, what, do you want me to keep waiting? It's been over 25 years, okay? okay. Um, I had a really, there was this girl who I would talk to at church, and we started writing each other letters. Very and nice. Because... Now, I'm not going to name her because, again, I'm not here to dish on anyone else. And um, we're not currently connected at the moment. And I was kind of open to her after I came out when we went into each other. But um, we're not really connected anymore. I don't know why, but it's okay. I'm, I, I'm not putting anything on her because it's, it's okay. Sometimes you'll find with some people for only a little period of time in your life. And it's gone, but... Um, because we communicated and everything so well, I misread how I felt about her as love. And might have done a few things that were a little presumptuous, and we both realized almost immediately that was the wrong way to call it. Mm. So it was sort of like that episode in The Golden Girls where Sophia realizes that she confused her relationship with Max Weinstock that it wasn't really a great love, it wasn't really more of a friendship because they had both lost their significant other years ago and they thought that they loved each other and got married, but something was just missing. Something like that? Just that it... Almost immediately after I said it off, I regret it because I, I just realized, no, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> 
Mm. And she was basically like, yeah, that's not how... Uh, th this is not what I, how I'm feeling it either. And that, that didn't really kill it, but we did kind of start depending on each other a little less afterward. And honestly, I was um, starting to get into working and everything about, about that time, and she was at college, so... We kind of drifted apart there, and um, if by some weird chance you're listening to this, I still appreciate the time we had, and uh, we learned things about ourselves and each other, and I'm glad for what we had, because you can have a friendship like that, and that's great. Yeah, I mean, everybody comes into your life for some reason, and sometimes they stay with you, and sometimes they don't, but long i mean lifelong or briefly everyone has some impact on your life yeah some are better just some are worse and yeah it whether you like to hear it or not those experiences shape you into the person or are constantly shaping you into that person yeah because yeah you know there's things that are, you know Basically, you can. They've picked up this phrase lately. They're called like, "Oh, it's still cooking." But you know, basically, when it comes to people, you're always still cooking. Hang on until you die. <laughs> so, yeah, this is life. It keeps going. It keeps twisting and winding. It's like a roller coaster without an end. Ever evolving. And you don't, you weren't able to look at the track before you got on, but you can't get off now, so. And enjoy the ride while you can. Yeah. So, yeah. We did touch upon this a little bit before, but I guess there is the elephant in the room where we can't really talk about sexuality without relationships, and... um. I mean, there was one time where Jay and I did do a bit of a April Fool's prank on our friends where we announced that we were partners, romantic partners, and boyfriend and boyfriend. Uh, yeah. And I want to say everyone responded very positively, very kindly, which kind of made it suck when we had to tell them we were going, oh, this was an April Fool's joke. Part of it was that yeah. Sam's in Australia. We announced it on Australia time, which is earlier than the United States time. So, some people actually caught it the last day of March rather than um, the first day of April. And it worked because we have our chemistry, we have our dynamics, and um, you know, I did take a little bit of Yetta's lines from the nanny and paraphrase it to work well, where Jay is a writer, I can illustrate. He likes to give hugs, I like to get them. <laughs> Which is another thing about me is where... Um, maybe because of my lack of brothership or because I have this great fascination with heroes where I love the big muscles and I love me the heroic men in perils and the muscles squeezing in bear hugs or coils or whatever those sort of things. But that's probably digressing. But yeah, like, I think of all the prank was successful because people could see the friendship between us and we worked so well together. And, you know, it wasn't spiteful. And yeah, but getting back to relationships, I haven't been able to be in a relationship because I haven't been in my own place. I'm, I'm still living with my parents in our family house and it's a little I mean I haven't done it but I've never brought anyone home for a date or gone out for a date and I'd like to but I just would feel more comfortable about going out seeing someone and maybe bringing someone home in my own place where it's just my space my own consent and not having to worry about, um, you know, clarifying the detail, no, not the detail of the schedule with others, because 
this isn't my place. Mm. And I, I mean, I would like to be more intimate with someone. I do want to be, I do want to try and make a family. I have always wanted to have kids and do that sort of thing. Like, but sometimes you need to be alone before you can be in another stage of family. Does that make sense? I, I guess so, because, uh, I mean, it is a lot easier when you're, um, when you are, do you have your own space, uh, but like I said earlier, if you don't put yourself out there, how are you really going to get anyone to come to that space? Hmm. But yeah, this is, I guess this is what we're saying, where there's nothing wrong, and we, we didn't mention this before, but we, there is no specific time frame for when you should find out about your orientation. Like sometimes it's at a young age. I mean, there's this actress I know on Neighbors, or I don't know her personally, but this actress on Neighbors, Georgie Stone. She's trans. She knew she was trans from a young age. And she's one of my favorite characters on Neighbors, Mackenzie. And she helps to speak up and speak out and speak up for other trans children. And she's an incredible person. And I just, I mean, she's one example of finding out your orientation and you know like everybody's journey is different there is never a set guidebook for this sort of thing and i enjoy the occasional reassurance from facebook posts where saying you don't have to be successful at 25 you can find your true love at 40 or 50 you know there there's so much pressure from society about how they think you should be when really that doesn't fit for everybody. Well, you know, it, yeah, it come, it really kind of just comes through in your own time when it happens. So. Oh, as Delta Goodrum's, as Delta Goodrum's song goes, in my own time, I'll take a chance. In my own time, I'll find romance. Yeah. In my own time. So, yeah. And, yeah, I I think if there's anything I think people should take away from you and I, it's that don't be afraid. Even if you connect really well, and even if you think it would make sense, don't be afraid to think maybe we're just really good friends. Yeah. Life is about exploration. It's about ju life is a journey of exploration. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. If, if if we get to be 60, can we just move to a little uh, house in uh, Florida and eat cheesecake late at night? Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> like a nice little cottage in the country or something. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to get a couple other friends with this table to have for the rent. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that's just real though that's that golden girls mm. play <laughs> yep that's real <laughs> or you know the three fairies from Sleeping Beauty they have a cottage in the forest uh, see they're, they're just perfect lesbian icons oh boy well Sam I love talking with you and this, I love talking this, with you too. This was different. This was something from the heart. Because most of the time when we talk, we're talking about Oz movies or something we watched. And we're yeah, commenting. We're, we're, this is time we're reflecting yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Last, usually we're being critical, but rational, sometimes a little emotional too. So this time we're being authentic. And again, as always, unscripted. 
I mean, sometimes I'll have a little note to keep track of what I need to say, but yeah, everything you hear, blunders and all, it's natural. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <sighs> so yeah, as I always said to start, Sam, I love you. <sighs> I love you too. Aww. And you know, there's different kinds of love. There's romantic love, there's friendship love, there's family love. There's love for a pet, there's love for yourself, you know, there's different kinds of love, so there isn't just one love, and even ever after says, well, touches on the matter of, well, who is your true love? Is it the one you meet? Is it the one you meet afterwards? You know, there's... I'm going to have to send you the audio of that little scene so we can insert it here. But, you know, there's... You know, you need help with that sort of thing, so... Yeah. But there are many forms of love. So... It's all about exploration, and... Yeah, when it's right for you... You'll probably know, or you'll feel it. Yeah. And it's okay. Because life is... We're going to throw you some curveballs. And you're not totally sure what you might uh, run into. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're about ready to wrap up here. I think so. I mean, I could touch more on about the Sophie from BFG and Mayweather aspect, but, you know, how I really misinterpreted those portrayals. But what were your perspectives? Did you see them the same way, same way I did, or how so? Uh, honestly, I have never really watched the BFG or read the book yet, so. <laughs> well, feel free to cut this bit out then. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's okay. I mean, I don't know. There's, I, don't know, I guess there's. I'm trying to think. Were there characters I related to? That Midas later just came off feeling very queer. So, and you know, I, you know, I, I of course loved Oz at an early age, and of course that just reeks of hey, it's okay if you're not a traditional male because what do you where do with these three friends? Well, one's vegetable, one's mineral, and one's animal. Vegetable, mineral, and animal. Hmm. It's one of each. But they're... Although, I suppose if you included polychrome, it could also be elemental. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, I, I just don't really think I misunderstood... Um, characters where I flip around their gender like that. But... So, it, it... You know, there sometimes people pick up stuff strange at different ages, and that's what always makes it interesting to go back and re-examine stuff you enjoyed earlier on in your life. Because, okay, again, you're like, oh... This actually really, really spoke to me. I didn't realize how much it did when I was that age. Yeah. I mean, I had a similar thing when I watched The NeverEnding Story 2. You know, when I would watch it on video at a young age, it was fine. It was, you know, just good fantasy adventure entertainment. But when I we watched it again on Blu-ray, thanks to you... It took on a new perspective where, because I was more aware of the dead mother and Bastion's connection to her, I thought, 
oh, the reason he's siding siding with Zaida is because he he feels like she's filling in that void that he doesn't have because his mom's dead. Hmm. So that fantasy movie took on a slightly deeper meaning on a much later rewatch as an adult. Yeah. <sighs> My mom one time noted that I seem to connect with older men well, and nothing illicit happened, of course. But I'd be in like positions where I quickly befriend um, people who are older than me. I would. Uh, often I would wind up hearing older men tell stories. I would be there listening rapt attention. And um, she thought I was looking for another father figure because my dad worked so much because he was a sole breadwinner of the home. But actually, no, I loved my dad a lot. He was my dad. And um, I'm not trying to say I was completely sexually attracted to these older men. But I <clears throat> think there was little signs there that I might have different interests when it comes to relationships. Yeah. So. It's really fascinating about life and interests and attraction and all of those things. That's what makes life so rich at the best of times. So, you know, um, so yeah, there was a little thing from the past I don't think I really talked about before that uh, my mom once said that to me and I was like, I'm not really sure if that's it. <laughs> but, you know, I, <sighs> it was not the first or last time that she read something about me and uh, kind of got it wrong. Mm. So, however, there was a last time, but let's not go there. <laughs> uh, yeah, because some parents are complicated. Yeah, and uh, um, I mean, um, anyone who's not aware, my mother has uh, passed away, so that's why I'm no longer speaking to her. <laughs> Mm. Instead, I just uh, think of some of the things that we, that, uh, ways we have interacted over the years and try to th make sense of them. So, she might be calm, but she's still very much in my mind, okay? <sighs> yeah. I mean, she was still a member of the family, and she gave you life, so that accounts for something. Yeah. Even if... And, I, I, can we just say something about the parents, and that is, is that... Mm. Sometimes parents don't get how to treat their kid when they're not straight. Or yeah. maybe tra trans or whatever. And I want to say that they're not being exactly bad parents. They're, they just weren't ready for it. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, there is that saying, they want what's best for you. But sometimes they don't really know that what's best for their kid is not the same ideal as what they grew up with, what they were used to, what they were brought up with. So sometimes there is that disconnect or that lack of perspective. Yeah. So, yeah. There... So, yeah, this isn't really a clear image of who we are, but it's just us trying to say our piece about who we are, really. Yeah. And some of the thoughts we've had about it. Because it's okay that it's not super clear and everything. Because it, it, here's basically the thing that no one tells you. It rarely ever is. Yeah. Like, you know, you see those movies where someone uh, falls in love with someone they met in school and they wind up growing up and spending the rest of their lives together and you're like, that really ever happens. It might, but it really does. Yeah, 
And that's not always the case. So, it, and you know what? It's okay. We can't tell Sometimes, even, even if you do wind up in a relationship, sometimes it's not destined to be forever. And guess what? That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a shame that some relationships don't last the test of time. But sometimes that other person will come along to fill the void because you have so much love to give and because they need comfort too. Oh, I'm probably putting it in not the best. I'm probably not wording this the best, but yeah, I mean, like we said, there's more than one way to love someone. You can have more than one love as long as it's respectful and you're not cheating on that individual. Yeah. And it's that's one of the way life goes. Yeah. Just be um, respectful to the people who you do form relationships with. Um, always be good. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, sometimes relationships don't last forever, and that's okay. When it, it, if it ends, it's not a failure. It just ran its course, and that's okay. It's a stepping stone in the creek, river, stream of life. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't, you know, if you have a relationship that ended, that you really enjoyed while it lasted, don't beat yourself up over it. <laughs> and, you know, there's also the idea of staying in a toxic relationship, and that's not good either for whatever reason. So, yeah, like, yeah, and, and it can be easy to find some of those because you think, what else am I going to have here? But, you know, and it's not always a romantic, toxic relationship you can fall into, but, um, you know, sometimes it's best if you take a break from each other. Hmm. So, if you can do that, whatever you got to do, everyone's situation is different. Yeah. So, my my suggestion, if you think you might be in a relationship that's not quite working out, look to people who are going to know your situation a little better, talk to them, and if they can help you out, well... I hope it works out for you. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Well. So. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm not coming at this from authority. It's just why I really That's why I know. Yeah. I think we're just about done now. So, Jay, thank you again so much for having me on and for coming at this episode almost out of the blue. I've really enjoyed talking about it. And, yeah, I think this is a conversation that everyone needs to hear and have now and then. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's okay to change and grow and learn. Life is change. Yeah. You're, if you don't think so, you learned wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's not good to have a saddened, rigid life. Because maybe perfect doesn't exist, but imperfections are what makes it perfect. You know, imperfections actually make it all the better. More fascinating, more interesting, more exciting. More variety. No one cares about a straight line, but when you start adding curves, that's when things get interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, Sam, thank you again. Do you want to drop your socials real quick? Okay, well, I'm on Facebook. You know, it's my 
first name and my last name, Sam Malazzo. I'm on YouTube. I have two video accounts. And I'm also on DeviantArt, which is Hand Sam Art. I have done lots of Oz pieces over there and a few other ones. Um, it's hand-sam-art. And yeah, I do traditional, so I'm ever changing, ever evolving and trying new things here and there. But I'm on Facebook, YouTube, DeviantArt, WhatsApp. And yeah, pretty simple. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly just telling people to go to my uh, Instagram, J of Mo. And uh, I'm also on Facebook, and if you can find me there, Jay Davis. I mean, there's probably other Jay Davises on there, but um, if you can find me, you're welcome to hit follow. I typically only add friends who um, I know or people I know are friends with. So, yeah. Yeah, I have that same policy, too. I mean, just because... I get a friend request from someone who has Oz as an interest. That doesn't mean I'll automatically accept it yeah. because I need to know who that person is with some form of familiarity before I can accept it. Like, yeah, I make most of my posts uh, public, but there's a few I keep to friends only. And uh, basically, I want to be sure I know who those people are who, I'm, who might be who see that. Yes, yeah, so on YouTube, my account is SamAM16, and there's also video Sam 16 So if you're wondering why I have two YouTube accounts, it's because one of them was before YouTube joined with Google, and one was after. So that was a little complicated. Yeah. But YouTube, Facebook, DeviantArt. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I also have, um, uh, I mean, it's been a while since I posted on any of my blogs, but I have the Royal Blog of Oz, www.oz.blogspot.com, which Sam also sometimes posts at, and, uh, you know, I, I have links there to my other blogs as well, so I already linked one, so you can start there. <laughs> I do have a bit of a blog of my own. It's called Sam Says dot dot dot, but I created that back in 2018 when I was doing my library course. So, I mean, it's still open. I still own it, so I could do a new post sometime soon. So, yes, but definitely you'll see me on Facebook and DeviantArt. Those are my two main interactions online. Yeah, I, I I just typically say if you went public though, just just go to my Instagram. I typically post something maybe at least once a week or post a story every now and then. So, hmm. all right. Well, that's our socials and that's our story. Well, thank. Such as it is, like I said, this was not a straight line one. This was all sorts of lines that squiggled all over and um. Also, um, it was sketchy, kind of a good sketchy. Sam, our our first Oscon together, yeah, yeah. I thought he is cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, like, so yeah, that's how well we. So yeah, I basically said it's kind of fake that we're doing this because I think we both figured into each other's coming out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we said, we've played important parts in each other's lives. Yeah. And yeah, we've mostly contacted through the internet and sometimes met up for Oz conventions, so there you go. Yep. All right. Well, Sam, you take care of yourself, and I hope you have a great uh, great uh, night or whatever you're doing, because it's Australia. You have a totally different time zone. Oh, yes. But we're both approaching the weekend, so... Hope you enjoy yours, so have a nice day. Good night. Oh, yeah. I got uh, three more episodes of Queer Eye this season to watch. <laughs> well, enjoy them. All right, you take care. All right. <laughs>
So, end of the month, what is the music we've been using as intro and outro? It's from the overture of the opera Undyne, composed by E.T.A. Hoffman. <laughs> One of my favorite authors was also a composer. And you know what? I like it so much, I think I'm going to keep it. Because looking for more music I can use legally is like... A little head, a bit of a headache, but we might change it for special occasions. So there we go. Um, Sam also had this clip from Ever After who referred to that he wanted me to include. Do you really think there is only one perfect mate? As a matter of fact, I do. Well, then how can you be certain to find them? And if you do find them, are they really the one for you, or do you only think they are? Then what happens if the person you're supposed to be with never appears, or, or she does, but, but you're too distracted to notice? You learn to pay attention. Then, let's say, God puts two people on Earth and they are lucky enough to find one another. But, none of them gets hit by lightning. Well then what? Is that it? Or perchance you meet someone new and marry all over again. Is that the lady you're supposed to be with or was it the first? And if so, when the two of them were walking side by side, were they both the one for you and you just happened to be the first one first? Or was the second one supposed to be first? And is everything just chance, or are some things meant to be? You cannot leave everything to fate, boy. She's got a lot to do. Sometimes you must give her a hand. <laughs> <laughs>